This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. It's a true story. I share, it's brief. So what I'd ask you to do is just close your eyes and picture it, okay? 70-year-old-plus woman named Gloria, small, little bit of a hunched back, wants to move the refrigerator in her kitchen. She knows she can't. So she calls up her neighbor and asks her neighbor to come over and move the refrigerator. And so in no time at all, the neighbor has answered the phone, has gone over to Gloria's house and moves the refrigerator and goes back home. Okay, open your eyes, thanks. What would that look like? What did Gloria's kitchen look like? What did the neighbor look like? Was the neighbor like a, a middle-aged guy? Or maybe a, a, an older guy? Or, or maybe a, a young, strong guy? What did that neighbor look like? Was that neighbor even a guy? Maybe the, the neighbor wasn't a guy. See, true story, the, the neighbor wasn't a guy. The neighbor was an 80-plus-something frail old woman who weighs like 105 pounds coming out of the swimming pool. True story. True story, that, that frail, elderly, 80-plus-something woman died this year, at her funeral in the little church that she belonged to, it was packed front to back and side to side. And after the funeral was over, it was the custom in that little church that they would have a, a luncheon afterwards in what was called a, a fellowship hall. Some of you know what that is. Others of you, you're just going to have to Google it, Okay. <laughs> And there were a whole lot of people there serving at this funeral luncheon. Most of them, not all, but most of them were women. One of the women that was serving said of that old frail lady, this is what she used to do almost always by herself after the funeral, funeral luncheon was over. The old frail lady's family went back to her former home. And as they began to go through things, they, they found a Bible class lesson that this old frail lady had gone to at her church. And written in the margin of that Bible class was the lady's handwriting, saved by grace through faith alone. Not by works. That old frail lady was an influencer. That old frail lady was my mom. I was blessed to have a 
great mom. Yeah. Not perfect, right? But a great mom. A woman loved by God. A woman who loved God. A woman who loved others. God has been using women like my mom to influence Christianity and his church throughout history. And it's always going to be that way. Always going to be that way. Listen what scriptures say about the last times in Acts chapter 2. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. You remember the reading that, that Pastor Ben had from Luke chapter 8? You know, and he hit on the, and the key point, right? I mean, Jesus and his disciples, they were supported financially by the women. By the women. As we look back into history, historians tell us that as Christianity began as a movement, as it began as a church, that about 60% that were involved in that Christian movement were women. It's kind of the same today. Okay. But the thing is, the amazing thing was back then, those 60% that were women back then, Culturally, women had little or no value, and yet they hopped on board, right? See, Jesus and his disciples, they didn't begin a, a women's movement, but through the message of repentance and salvation, it had a revolutionary effect, on women and all of history. Listen to Alvin Schmidt from his book, How Christianity Changed the World. The early Christian church not only included women in the life of the church, but they also gave freedom and dignity unknown in the Greco-Roman and Judaic cultures. As Jesus came into the world, as he walked on, on the face of a planet Earth, in that culture, it was a very polygamous culture. One man, uh, many wives. But every time Jesus spoke about marriage, every time he spoke about marriage, it was about one man and one woman. And the Christ followers grabbed onto that, understood that. And so Paul, a follower of Jesus at, at the direction of the Holy Spirit, has these words for husbands found in Ephesians chapter 5. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And gave himself up for her. That's value. That's Christianity. That's following Jesus. That's far different than other world religions. Listen to this from the Quran. 
men stand superior to women, but those whose perverseness ye fear, admonish them and remove them to the bedchamber and beat them. Jesus has had a tremendous influence on people. In Hinduism, wives had little or no value outside of their husband. Listen to this. If her husband is happy, she should be happy. If he is sad, she should be sad. And if he is dead, she should also die. So what happened in, in ancient Hinduism, and, and the spread of Christianity has helped push it out, but what happened up until like 1829 in India when uh, a Hindu's wife's, uh, her husband died, she was expected to jump on that funeral pyre and be burned to death with him because she had little or no value outside of him. But, but turn into the pages of Scripture and see Jesus. As you, as you turn into your New Testament, your Bible, if you have a Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those, those four books that talk about Jesus uh, and his life, what you see is Jesus again and again meeting up with women. An example that you'll find is Jesus meeting with a, a Samaritan woman one-on-one. -on -one. And again, for you and me, we're going, that's not that big. That was a big deal in that culture for a man to talk to any woman publicly and alone. And then you add to that that she was a Samaritan woman, someone who was an enemy of the Jewish people. And this is crazy. But you see, Jesus valued her. Jesus valued her so much, he, he brought her a message of repentance and salvation. You see, Jesus wanted her to have peace and fulfillment. Jesus wanted her to have purpose and direction in her life. Jesus wanted to live with her forever in heaven. Think again on, on Easter Sunday, after Jesus had died on Good Friday for the sins of the whole world, yours and mine included, three days later, Easter Sunday, he rises from the dead, he knocks down the, the tomb's door, and who does he appear to first? Women. Make no mistake about it. Jesus is the king of human rights, of all people, from the unborn, to the adopted, to the fostered, to the immigrant, to the trafficked, to the rich, to the poor, to you and me. Jesus deeply values all people. Here's the thing, though, right? We don't always reflect that same value, do we? 
Uh, just think about it in the day-to-day, those of us who are Packer fans and, and stuff, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like, I like Aaron Rodgers. I, I wouldn't trade him for any quarterback playing right now. But when he throws an interception or misses a wide-open guy, are you serious? <laughs> what are you doing? And, and we kind of make these value judgments as we go through life, right? We do, and we maybe don't even realize we do. So just check it out. Raise your hand if you like country music. Good, all right? Some of you, we're kind of shy about doing that. Not that you didn't like country music. Maybe it's because you were shy, but you were afraid that other people were going to look around and go, oh, really? I knew there was something up. Okay. Raise your hand if you like hip-hop music. Same thing, right? Really? You got to be kidding me. Just, just a thing, though, right? Okay? So there's no such thing as Christian music. There's Christian lyrics. Not Christian music. Christian lyrics. Uh, again, uh, if you're a Brewers fan, raise your hand. Okay. Uh, a Cubs fan? <laughs> right? See, now we're really looking around. <laughs> Who's the enemy? <laughs> we do that, right? And, and what we start to do is we start to value or devalue people on the basis of what they like, what they do, what their accomplishments are, how they dress, what kind of car they drive, what color skin they have. Think about it. Is that you? See, sometimes... We have issues with the value of other people because we have issues about our own value. So the question I have for you is, what gives you your value? Is it the way you look? The way you dress? The job that you have, the neighborhood that you live in, the car that you drive, the amount of money that you have, your family, that you can put an orange ball inside an orange hoop. What gives you value is if if life is easy, Do you have a good life? And if it's difficult, do you struggle with your value? What gives you value? Is it it the little like clicks and the hearts and the comments and shares on social media? 
Listen to this from just a couple of weeks ago. During Facebook's annual F8 Software Developer Conference in San Jose, California, Instagram's top executive explained that the photo sharing service is going to start a test later this week that hides the number of likes on each post from other users. The goal, he explained, is to make Instagram feel less like a competition. You see, there's so much stress, so much anxiety, so much depression in our day, so much of it called and caused by social media. Because people will, will make a post, share a story, and if it doesn't get the likes, hearts, comments, and shares that someone else's post does, they start to feel bad about themselves, that they're a failure. I know for some of you are going, really? And others of you are going, yeah, that's true. You know, because that post I made, that should have took off. But it didn't gain any traction. I, I don't know what I did wrong. I failed. See, people often seek value in things that have no lasting value because we're broken. Okay, so... Check it out. We were actually created in the image of God. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. But because of sin, we're broken. Uh, imagine if I took one of these flower vases out here and, and I was holding it to you and I was showing it. And, and for whatever reason, however it happened, I dropped it and it shattered. Well, let's say the vases were $10,000, and I'm showing it. And you guys are going, don't drop it, don't drop it. And I drop it. And it shattered into hundreds, maybe even thousands of pieces. How much is that vase worth now? You were created in the image of God. And we fell into sin we got shattered. And, and ever since then, we've been trying to earn our value by what we do, how we look, and, and all these things. But you know what? Even shattered because of sin, you have immense value because God has given every human being an intrinsic value to him. God made you. The maker alone has the right to assess the value. And God says, you're so valuable, let me show it. I'll send you my son my one and only son, to be your savior. Just think about it. God made you. 
Tell the person sitting next to you, God made you. God made you. Amen. You must be valuable. Tell the person, you must be valuable. Hey, don't ever forget it. God made you. You must be valuable. So here's the truth, right? As, as we came to worship this morning, a whole lot of things going on in our, in our different lives. Some of us, um, we're sitting there, we're coming to church, and, and we have all these insecurities, uh, it's been a tough week, a hard week, a, a difficult week. We're uneasy, we're stress filled. For some of us, we're going, it's Mother's Day, and oh man, this ain't a great day. I hope they don't make a big, because this has not turned out the way I Maybe it's a tough day because this is like a, a Mother's Day without our mom. Or maybe it's a tough day because like Sammy said, you know, wanted to be a mom, but, but that hasn't happened, at least not yet. And you know, all these these different hurts and pains and things. And maybe some of us, we, we came to, uh, to, to worship this morning. Man, this is a great day. This is Mother's Day. My family's together. We're going to go out for brunch later today. We're going to get together with family afterwards. And it, it's just a, an awesome thing. Do you see that both of those things, those who came kind of like with the, the, the bad day thing and, and those came with the, the good day, that's actually the same coin just... Two different sides. Trying to get our value based on our circumstances instead of our value from God. Okay? And again, all that does is just points to us that, that we're all broken. Okay? Uh, another way that Scripture talks about brokenness is it says that, you know, like we're broken. The other way it talks about it is we're lost. Panic lost. Check it out. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. We were lacking. We, we didn't add up. Jesus came reconciling. We're unforgivable, but Jesus comes in and forgives the unforgivable. We're unlovable, but no, Jesus comes and loves the unlovable. We were held captive to sin, death, and Satan, and the empty way of life, and Jesus came and paid the ransom price. Check it out. First Peter, you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ. Jesus came for you. No matter who you are. If this is the first time you're hearing, Jesus really did come for you. The perfect service, the perfect sacrifice, the perfect life, the perfect love for you. See, Jesus is the king of human rights. She's so valuable to him. You know, God values you so much 
that he doesn't want you to try and get your value from what you do or from your outward circumstances. God values you so much that he doesn't want you to try and get your value from things that are perishing, that are going to fade away, that are going to lose their glory. And so he gives you his word so that you can see the truth, so that you see that your value is not found in in anything that's going to one day sooner or later lose its glory, but that your value is found in the one who is everlastingly glorious. You get to receive that glory and then reflect it onto others. Think of it this way. Uh, John, one of our our family members here at Victory, recently bought a a new truck. John let me ride in the new truck. (laughs) Pretty cool. Not only did John let me ride in the new truck, he let me drive the new truck. You see, Jesus doesn't only show you your value. By living and dying for you, he shows you your value by entrusting you with his love. A love that you are to receive and a love that you are to share. 1 Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve God. Others. So when you see the weak in the community, the homeless, the addict, or those who are placing their value in perishing things like beautiful homes, how are you going to show them love? Uh, When you see people in the community who are disheveled, who look completely different than you, act completely different than you, who are maybe even living in sin, how are you going to show that they're valuable to God? You began showing them that they are valuable to God by expressing that they're valuable to you. See, Jesus Jesus comes into our world and he changes our view on human rights. He changes our view of others, of ourselves, and what really is important. You know, Jesus is not only the king of human rights, but also the author of divine privilege. He's privileged you and me to be loved by his unconditional love. He's privileged you and me to love all people unconditionally. In this day and age of 
human rights. Let's get close to Jesus because he changes our view. Let's pray. Lord God, as, as we come to you this morning, we thank you for penetrating into the crevices of our hearts and filling us up. We thank you that no matter what the world might say, no matter what we even might say about ourselves, that you tell us the truth, that we're created in your image, that we're redeemed by your grace, that you've given us gifts to serve, and that you have made us eternally valuable. Lord, help us to look around and see others in the exact same way you see us. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.